your boredom is over because we're just getting started here on Most Shows Recap. I'm Rob Sistrino here today with Antonio Mazzaro. Josh Wiggler is on assignment. And today we are talking about season three of Nathan for You on Comedy Central with our guest, Karen Armstrong. Guys, how's it going? What up? It's going amazing. 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 I'm talking about Nathan for You, or at least I'm about to. Yeah. Wow. Cool beans. Very excited to uh, be with you guys here today to talk about all this stuff from uh, Nathan for You, which is a uh, a very, very fun show. I have to give so much credit to uh, Akiva Winokur, who is my co-host on the Seinfeld post-show recap that he really, you know, I had seen Nathan for You before. I'm a big listener to the uh, Bill Simmons podcast, and Bill Simmons had been talking about Nathan for You, and I think he he interviewed uh, Nathan during season two of the show and I had watched a couple episodes then but Akiva really had pushed me to uh, go back in the same way that he uh, pushed me to watch review and I think that uh, that would be something I'd like to talk about here today is some of the similarities between those two shows but uh, he's pushed me to do it he said season three was transcendent after a couple of episodes uh, really pushed me to watch it and season three was really uh, fantastic so excited to talk about all that here with you guys here today as we are live on blab.im yes this is great I'm I'm hyped. I love blabbing, but I especially love blabbing about shows that I have not been totally into. I just started watching Nathan for you this week, and I've already watched probably, I'd say, two-thirds of the episodes. I'm addicted. So I'm a little upset there's not a season four already waiting for me. Well, season four, it just got renewed yesterday, so really perfect timing. The season three finale aired last night, I believe, on Comedy Central. So there's a lot going on here in the Nathanverse, and we're very excited to uh, talk about all that. Taryn, when do you think we could expect season four of Nathan for you? Uh, Probably in about a year, right? I mean, the first season aired in 2013, 2014. So yeah, I think it's about a year. Okay. Well, we can only imagine how high the stakes will be for the season four stuff and what Nathan will have to do. (laughs) I mean, it's it's just like he just keeps raising the bar, uh, you know, season after season. And uh, it'll be, you know, so crazy to imagine uh, what comes up between now and then. But just to uh, sort of set up the premise for Nathan for you, Antonio, could you sort of, uh, for people who have not seen Nathan for you, could you sort of uh, give people the premise for it? Sure. It is a uh, documentary style show. Of course, it's a comedy show, but it is a documentary style show, reality show, if you will, presented in sort of the uh, kind of kitchen nightmares or, you know, worst restaurants or kind of like a makeover show where Nathan uh, Fielder, comedian, is engaging with businesses and presenting himself as though he's doing a television show, but he's engaging with businesses to say, I have ideas to make your business better. And no matter whether the business is like a cab company or an electronics store uh, or a petting zoo, uh, he's got usually some pretty unconventional and wacky ideas that he wants to put in play uh, to engage with these owners to improve their business. They are not in on the joke. Uh, they are They know that they're being filmed, but they think it's for a TV show of some sort. They don't know it's for a comedy show and that it's it's all really kind of this avant-garde performance art thing. Uh, they think this is a show about improving their business. So he engages with real people and continues to do so throughout the show. Of course, their reactions and his reactions to their reactions are where the funny of the show really lies. And uh, there's so many ridiculous business ideas. It's really a great show. Taryn, could you set up for another for a viewer who hasn't seen Nathan for you a uh, a great Nathan for you premise that he has done in the past, whether it was this season or in the past? Oh, uh, okay. So one of the first uh, premises he did this season 
was he went to an electronics store <laughs> and um, he wanted to abuse Best Buy's price matching model so that um, he could have this guy who owns this electronics store price a, a, a HDTV at $1. And then he could go to Best Buy and buy a bunch of TVs at $1 price matching the store, bring them back to the store and then resell them for a higher price. But Taryn, isn't there a problem with that? Won't people be coming in to this store's, uh, uh, you know, and wanting the one dollar TVs from this poor store owner? Well, Nathan is one step ahead of you, Antonio. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, in order to dissuade people from buying the dollar uh, TV at the electronics store that he's working for, uh, Nathan uh, first encourages a uh, dress policy, uh, so you can only come in if you're if you're in a suit uh, and tie. And um, then he sticks the TV in a back room. You, you had to crawl under a little uh, door. Like a doggy then, door, yeah. Yeah, like a little <laughs> doggy door. And then um, you had to go through a room with um, a live what was it, crocodile. Yeah. Um, and in order to get the TV. And so he, they, that was how he stopped people from buying the $1 TV from the electronics store. Then he hired a bunch of people to go and buy a bunch of $1 TVs from Best Buy. Um, and I, I won't spoil anything further, but that I kind of, I think that setup explains Nathan for you pretty well. Yeah. And it's always there's some business owner who at best is reluctant to go along with his ideas. Like there is rarely a person that he's working with that seems very excited about these unconventional ideas that I feel like the typical response to him is like, uh, I guess uh, let's, let's try it. I don't think it's really going to work, but sure. The real central underpinning seems to be that people will do anything to be on television. That's part of it. And I think these businesses think that they're getting any publicity as good publicity from some of these ideas. Uh, sometimes I, from the episodes I've seen, sometimes they do re- respond with a little hostility uh, to his ideas. And then sometimes they really, the guy, there's a guy with the car wash where Nathan's idea is he's going to have a whole bunch of birds and trees right by the car wash so that the birds will defecate on cars as they approach the car wash causing people to want to get car washes. That guy is all about it. He thinks it's a great idea. (laughs) One of my favorite things that he does is uh, in the narration where sometimes like somebody will just like look at him with like a blank stare. And in the narration, he'll say like, uh, you know, I could tell that he was really excited about my ideas. (laughs) Like (laughs) I love when like his narration doesn't match what we're seeing. He's so he's he's only gotten better with that too. Like the, I feel like he's had more creative freedom as this, the time has gone on, and he's just been doing so well in these late, latest seasons. Yeah, and so season three just came to an end uh, this past this past week, and I, I really did feel like it was the finest half hour of the season. Antonio, did you agree with that? Did you think that the best episode of the season was this uh, final episode, Hero? I think so. It's really tough because. You know, this is a season, season three that gave us a legit best-selling book on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, the movement, the workout plan, uh, the fake workout plan that involves trying to help a moving company reduce its labor costs by encouraging people that moving is a good workout and getting people to join like a workout plan where they, where they become the workers for the movement, the moving company. That produced a best-selling book, a legitimate and several morning show appearances for the person that he hired to pretend to be leader of this movement so it's hard to exist in a season where you've got a legitimate viral breakout like that yeah 
Now, that was really why I, I, that, I think that was maybe if I had to rank them, I would say coming into uh, the finale, I feel like the movement was the uh, best episode of the season. And I feel like that it, the guy that they got for the movement was so perfect. <laughs> Uh, he really was. Uh, and so uh, the, he uh, had the backstory about how he grew up with Steve Jobs and all sorts of stuff. Uh, and all of the like morning show appearances that he made as well. Uh, that, that was that was probably my favorite going into this finale. Yeah, but, uh, you know, a, a kind of a secret great thing about this show that doesn't really become evident from watching any individual episode is the through line of Nathan's character uh, and the way he sort of embraces the world around him and his own social awkwardness and the things that he deals with and how he responds to circumstances. And a lot of times he makes the, unintentionally or intentionally, he makes the business kind of fix up or plan about him in some way. So the souvenir shop episode, for example, uh, he hires an actress to play kind of his love interest in the, the movie that they're making. Uh, And then he has this really awkward kind of real world exchange with her. So last night's episode was really the kind of pinnacle of finding that sweet spot of like making the show about someone else and a business idea to improve something, but then also really making the show about Nathan and Nathan's character, if you will, if this is a documentary, uh, the Nathan Fielder on the show. Uh, And that was really, I thought, why last night's episode was great because you intercut him making some guy a hero, making some nobody a hero with Nathan kind of not getting any of the credit and just kind of being obscure. And it's really poignant and sad. So I think that's really, really good. Yeah, I did think that that was uh, particularly emotional and uplifting uh, the season finale. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. So this is a show. I mean, you might think, oh, this sounds a little bit like candid camera. Like the premise is that these people are just being surprised by these things. And it's funny. That's all true. But there's also this weird kind of, unusual humanity that really starts to emerge from these episodes, both in the the way people react to certain things and the way Nathan kind of responds. And he, since he's the only real consistent character, uh, the way he sort of evolves as a person. Yeah. Taryn, I think that's a really interesting point. Do you think that it makes the show work because Nathan never winks at the camera? He never tells the audience that he is, effing with these people and it does he never like reveals that he's doing anything else but trying to help these people absolutely he's a master at keeping a straight face and i think it it makes the show and and there are moments like very very small moments where he has cracked and those are like legendary moments in the show um for instance in the in the gas station episode when the gas station owner is talking about um drinking drinking urine uh, Nathan famously just can't hold it in and kind of breaks character for a, for a second. And those are moments are hilarious because he never does it. And um, I don't know. It's, it's just, it, it creates this mythos of this character of Nathan and people are so um, enchanted by him. Uh, it's, it's, it's amazing to watch. Yeah. I have a little insight about the gas station owner episode. So they like, this is a thing where he basically, it's a long story short, there's a gas rebate involved Uh, And he wants to get attention for this gas station by offering super cheap gas. Uh, But the gas is only super cheap because there's a rebate. And then Nathan makes the rebate impossible to get and somehow finds three people who are willing to stay along to try to get this rebate and then forms a real human connection with them. And as part of forming that human connection, they get into this weird discussion about homeopathic remedies and drinking urine to make yourself feel better. And then it sort of as an aside. He tells the gas station owner the next day about it. And says it, and then the gas station owner is all about the urine drinking. 
And Nathan kind of loses his mind and people can't believe. And I, I'm even seeing it in the chat. A lot of people are saying like their family can't believe that these people aren't in on the joke. Um, I see I got issues, man, says the person I showed the episode last night. Didn't believe that people weren't in on it. Rally Rap says I can't believe these guys aren't in on it. Uh, H. Goody says my family doesn't believe the clients aren't actors. The, the reason Nathan cracks in that moment when he's talking to the gas station owner is he brought it up as an aside and he could he would never have been able to guess that this guy was going to embrace it and be all about it. And the fact that the guy did is just comic, like just pure luck and pure gold. And the show has several lucky moments like that. And I've read about kind of how, how grateful they feel for the luck that they do. Find. Yeah, some of the really great moments are when these people just bring up something and it goes like in a total left turn that they didn't anticipate. I mean, one of my favorite moments like that uh, happens this season in the antique store episode where Nathan is deciding to help out an antique store by uh, utilizing, uh, really enforcing their uh, you break it, you buy it policy in the store. And so he goes to a nearby bar and uh, gets some guy like really drunk. And then uh, as sort of as a as a goof, he tells him like, oh, hey, let's put on this sumo wrestling suit. <laughs> right. And then uh, they go through the uh, the antique store. I think there's like free pizza in the antique store. <laughs> and then the guy uh, knocks over a bunch of stuff. Closer and it's great. And then, you yeah. know, he has to pay for the stuff that he broke. But then just sort of like on the way back home, like Nathan is going to drive this guy home because he was pretending to drink the whole night. And then uh, the guy just starts telling him about how, hey, you know, me and my brother sometimes uh you know the two of us uh, are with one girl at the same time and the guy's just like going on and on about this and they go home they meet the brother and it's just like uh like oh that was unanticipated that's a moment where he cracks too <laughs> yes, uh, yes. he he cracks his smile when when they go shout out to j squad <laughs> you, yeah. you can see him breaking character for a moment and then immediately going right back in uh actually one of my favorite moments from that episode was just the random uh, jacket that he wore to replace his drinks with, with like, like replace apple juice. With apple yes. juice. It was so complicated and just like, just for an aside, it was amazing. Yeah, really. That's, uh, that's really one of the, uh, the, the most fun uh, things about this show. So, in in season three, Antonio, what do you think was the uh, some of the the highlights uh, in addition to uh, the movement and uh, last night's uh, finale, the hero? Well, as I said earlier, there's the avant-garde stuff. So there's a smokers allowed episode where Nathan decides that he wants to improve business at a at a kind of out of the way bar, uh, which California has a big smoking ban, of course, by allowing smoking in the bar. And Nathan is a famously you you might have heard if you're not familiar with the show. You might have heard about his dumb Starbucks kind of uh, scheme from the second season of the show where he used kind of a loophole in the law uh, to say he was making a parody of Starbucks to improve business for a coffee shop. And that made national news. People didn't know what it was. Uh, and then that was a whole big thing. So in this one, he wants to use a loophole in the law where if you're doing a theatrical performance that you can smoke indoors. And so he decides he's going to stage a tiny little play, but he doesn't really put any effort into it. He just puts two theater seats in the bar uh, and then he, you know, just has them watch what's happening at the bar and presents that as a play. What he didn't really expect is that the two people would love it and they would say it was so real. It reminded me of all these other theatrical things. It was crazy to see these things. And so then Nathan has filmed the whole thing. And so he decides he's going to recreate every moment from that from that bar. So he casts people to play the people that were in the bar that night, including ultimately replacing the bar owner 
with an actress who looks like her. Uh, and this is just so avant-garde and so kind of off the rails. And it's like he audibled in the middle of his plan. Uh, and he really makes it about him presenting this big play at the bar. And I thought that that was uh, unreal. I thought that was a really, really funny kind of unusual episode of Nathan for you, even by their own standards. Yeah. Taryn, when these episodes air, sometimes there's an episode where the whole story takes up a half hour and there's other episodes where it's two episodes or basically like there's two or even three things that he's covering in the half hour. Would you agree that the best episodes of the show are the ones where it's one story for the entire 30 minutes? Yeah, th- I think that's usually the case because um, I think he he does these really kind of fluidly where he'll go to a place and just see where the story goes. And the ones that are good enough to take up a whole episode are usually the best ones that lead to the best places. Um, the, the moment where he's talking to the actors who he's going to be using in the bar and um, he's with he's with a, a woman actress and she's saying, I love you to him. And he's saying, say it again. That that's that might be my favorite moment of the whole series. Yeah. It was so amazing. He is on an ongoing uh you know, uh looking for love. But I mean that does bring up a sort of a fine line in the in the show because I believe that Nathan in real life is married. I actually recently went through a divorce. Oh, okay. Well this changes everything. <laughs> this came up in a, this came up in an A V club yes. interview. Um the A V the A V Club uh, they they have a there's a podcast adjacent to the AV Club called Mom and Pop where they um a, a son and his mother kind of review pop culture things together and uh it's to to varying success and when they reviewed Nathan for you season two the mother hated it hated Nathan Fielder hated the show couldn't find anything redeeming about it whatsoever so to promote this season of the show season three Nathan did an interview with the mother on the AV Club. And she's like, I saw you were wearing a wedding ring in one episode. Are you married? Like, I want to know about you. And so he's a little uncomfortable pulling back the curtain. But he says, I was married for a short time. I'm no longer married. So like the details of his life, it's, it's hard to tell where the line is drawn between Nathan Fielder on Nathan for you and Nathan Fielder, the comedian and writer. So it's really pretty fascinating. Antonio, what's his backstory from before Nathan for you? Yeah, he was a he was a writer uh, and a comedian in Canada. Uh, he won, you know, awards as a comedian and a comic writer in Canada. He's also written on other shows uh, for Comedy Central. I think most notably uh, the show that this Nathan for you sort of replaced, uh, which is H. John Benjamin has a van uh, where H. John Benjamin did similar kind of real life stunts with people. Uh, If you'll recall in season one, when H. John Benjamin, when he's Nathan for you, I think in the pilot there, Nathan Fielder is doing job interviews uh, and he has people speaking for him. He has a seven year old and then he has John Benjamin speak for him in a job interview. Uh, and John Benjamin tries to get him to say some horrible things. Uh, that was kind of close to the, the premise of John Benjamin has a van. And so that uh, he wrote on that show and then kind of was uh, asked to develop this into a project for Comedy Central and did. His, I think, most famous project was a Canadian TV show. Um, he did regular recurring segments, sort of like Stephen Colbert on The Daily Show. And it was called This Hour Has 22 Minutes. And he did very similar bits to what he does on Nathan for you in that show. Uh, and so I think that's where this really evolved. I do feel like a lot of the interviews that he does on the shows where he's like talking to the different like shop owners and stuff like that, they do have a very like daily show segment vibe to them, the way that he's sort of like asking them questions and their responses back to them where they're sort of just like dumbfounded at the question. Like I, it feels very uh, reminiscent of that. Yeah. On that, this hour has 22 minutes show, which you can see a lot of his clips on YouTube from, 
uh, his bit was called Nathan on your side. And he was sort of like a consumer advocate. So he was always interacting with business owners and taking on the things like the best buy return policy and things like that in sort of hilariously comic ways. And you can tell really that's where his style and, and this sort of idea developed. From. Uh, shut up. Tim in the chat brings up. I love when they bring in recurring people like the judge detective and Santa. I absolutely do as well. When he brings back uh, recurring characters, uh, Taryn, do you have a favorite Nathan for you recurring uh, player? Oh, um, the Bill Gates impersonator yeah. is pretty amazing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, that happens to be. A, and I, I, I told Antonio, make sure you watch that uh, the, the gift shop episode because uh, that was one of my favorites. Uh, I felt like that was a real standout. The episode where Nathan is trying to help out a gift shop in Hollywood, and what he tries to do is make people think that they're shooting a movie there, and that people will come in as extras to buy things because he had like a Johnny Depp impersonator in there, and so it, well, everything is going good until the point where then uh, they tell him that you've actually been committing fraud by telling people they're in a movie which isn't real, and so he has to try to complete the movie and somehow gets uh, instead of a Johnny Depp impersonator a Bill Gates impersonator. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> who's very much in character yes. <laughs> who doesn't seem to look very much like bill gates if you ask me <laughs> no and he has some very strong ideas about computers in the 80s uh yeah really funny nathan has said that that of all the people he's encountered uh, in all the seasons that he's shot that is probably the the one that makes him laugh the most like he says he can watch that guy over and over, and no matter how many times he watches, he's still laughing. Yeah, he finds the best people. Like the the guy he got to uh, to ghostwrite the for the um, the movement, yeah. he put yeah. in all that crazy stuff. Or the the guy yes. who aged the children. <laughs> like it, it's ridiculous the people he yeah, manages to find. You can tell. I mean, the show sh- does a good job, I think, of showing the the effort that goes into a lot of these things. I mean, most of the time he's creating an ad on Craigslist where it's like a fake casting ad for a reality show uh, called The Hunk. Uh, and he's casting women to be, it helps that he's shooting in Southern California, Rob, obviously, mm-hmm. right? You've got a lot of people out there from all parts of the country who are there to try to be but, on TV. You know, he tends to rarely be like in the greater, like main Los Angeles area. Like you rarely see him in like Santa Monica or, you know, uh, obviously the gift shop, he was in Hollywood, but he tends to be like in like, you know, the, the, you know, Burbank or the Inland Empire or like Pasadena. Like he tends to uh, like sort of like live like in like a 30 mile, like radius, like outside of like the main part of Los Angeles. Yeah. I think that that he said that that sort of helps by getting sort of out of the way things or, really not appearing with always people that might recognize him. We had a question from Tamir in the chat that said, uh, how, you know, what's, does this, uh, at what point will Nathan Fielder be too recognizable to begin to continue this series? And the show does not have the highest budget. They've had to scrap at least one bit because it got found out by a relative of somebody that was involved. So that thing is a risk. And I think that's part of the reason why he stays away from the kind of center of operations. But, the, the show does really do a good job of showing how much he labors at these things, how he goes through and an, uh, almost a casting process where he's looking for the right people uh, who he thinks he can get a good reaction out of or who really will vibe with the, the uh, what he's trying to put forth. So they do that as well. I mean, it's not like they don't shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot until they have something funny. 
but I think they do a lot of pre-screening of the people that they want to feature in the reality segment. Yeah. I do also like when he has these, uh, you know, real emotional relationships uh, with the people that he's working with. Because, it, it, Like it's a recurring theme that he just really wants people to be his friends also. And going back to the dumb Starbucks episode where he got around power, got around, um, like a copyright infringement by saying it was a parody of Starbucks and uh, was trying to help out a coffee shop owner. And the guy who was trying to help out didn't really like that idea. So he sort of took the idea for himself and was trying to compete with the coffee shop owner, but then uh, sort of like doubled back and like tried to uh, maintain this friendship with the coffee shop owner. Like when it was all said and done, like when he, like he felt like kind of like a, got a big ego because the dumb Starbucks was doing so good. But then he had to like sort of come back like hat in hand, uh, uh, and give it all up. Uh, but he really wanted to maintain the relationship with the original guy. Just so um, yeah, I, I love that he gets so co- invested in trying to help these people and, and the relationships he makes. Yeah. Uh, not to mention uh, scientifically proving that he's fun to be around. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was, uh, that was actually, that was also a heartwarming uh, ending to an episode um, when he, he, uh, he tests this guy's urine again we're talking about urine um and and then gets him to t- take a blood test after hanging out with him and gets gets scientific proof that the guy enjoyed himself and then <laughs> reveals to him yeah so uh i stole your urine and i tested your blood <laughs> he's like yeah i mean i guess it happens and then they go hang out in an amusement yeah. park and like I, it was so fine. funny with that guy when uh, like after like because to collect the urine it was sort of like okay that they sort of just like uh you know had this sort of elaborate setup in the bathroom and and the guy didn't have to know about it but then to get the blood test like after they were doing like go-karts nathan says to the guy uh hey you know what'd be really fun right now like why don't we just go get a blood test and the guy's like <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah, Why not? Right, sure. It could be fun. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, look, there's not occasionally the cameras are hidden. And one of the funniest recurring bits is that Nathan always does a little bit of scouting before he goes into a business. Usually the day before he goes in with this elaborately fake beard on uh, and you see a hidden camera there, but people otherwise know that they're appearing on TV of some sort. Sometimes they think they're appearing on a reality show about friendships or sometimes they think they're appearing on a reality show about dating or you know business or whatever but they always know that they're being filmed uh, and they've made a lot of uh, comedy out of the obtaining of the signing releases as well there's an episode where nathan his his idea to drive business to a restaurant uh, is to allow anyone to use the restroom because all the businesses in the area have restrooms for customers only and nathan puts a bunch of ipads with motion sensors on them in the bathroom so that as soon as anyone enters the bathroom to use it as a non-customer, they watch a commercial for the restaurant. And then when he's waiting at the door to the bathroom when they come out with menus, like, are you, aren't you hungry? Don't you want to eat here? And he has to, he's filming them in the restroom, which is really kind of shady. So he has to obtain these releases from them. And he just is like, yeah, we're going to, you know, this just gives us the right to use the footage however we want, you know, worldwide, anywhere, really. Uh, and they're just signing it up like people will do anything to be on TV. It's really, really, really funny. Yeah. Uh, one of my other favorite ones from this season was uh, when he's trying to help out the clothing store because uh, the male customers, like the boyfriends of the women that are shopping, get really bored. So he tried to like set up like a man cave where guys would go and hang out with him. And like the first guy really isn't interested. But then like the second guy ends up like having like uh, all this like uh, sex talk with him. <laughs> like. 
And really, Nathan doesn't really have to like prod him much. The guy is just like really ready to get into it. Yeah. Nathan like pretending to just be a guy's guy, like tossing the beer. It's just... yeah, very, it's, uh, very, very fun. Uh, so uh, Tamir in the chat wants to know uh, what's the best episode of Nathan for you, uh, Taryn? In, in your mind, what's number one? Oh man, it's so hard. I I've liked so many the the gas station one where he takes them out to get the the discount or whatever the rebate uh and then talks about the year and that one is probably one of my favorites and then there's there's a really funny one with a funeral home where he sets up a whole like a whole staged funeral and then there's this part afterward where he just he wants the the funeral home owner owner to give him a gift and and so she's like i I don't really have anything so he just gives her like a pair of scissors and then she gives him the, the scissors and he's like Oh, is this, this is the gift? Okay. <laughs> that was just like the funniest moment for me of the whole show, I think. Antonio? Yeah, there there are so many funny episodes. I mean, honestly, I think last night's may be the like pinnacle of Nathan for you in terms of the length to which he goes to get that kind of results that he wants and the whole idea behind it all. This is a, I mean, this, a lot of the shows you can tell he's, there's a several week planning process and he has to plant seeds and really kind of, uh, sow them over time, um, waiting for a video to go viral, for example, creating a viral video and then watching it go viral. Um, that happens in the first season with the uh, petting zoo uh, kind of thing. And that's something that, um, you know, made, made, made international news, the viral video that he staged. And that was before the show was really buzzworthy or anything. So a lot of the times he has to go to really great lengths to get his story. But I don't think he's ever gone to greater lengths than last night. I think that there were so many funny bits from that yeah. uh, with the grandparents uh, in the hotel was hilarious. Uh, I think the stuff with the the date was just unbelievable. I just that was incredible. Yeah. So <laughs> that I mean, I think really that's a, a high water episode for me. But I agree with Taryn. The gas station episode is also really, really, really good uh, because just I don't think you could generate the responses that he got. Uh, they were really lucky with not only the gas station owner but the people who came in just randomly off the street looking for rebates. Uh, and really wanted to process, process the rebate and do whatever it took. I thought that that was really, really a great, great episode of Nathan for you. I also love the realtor and the haunted, um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the haunted stuff and the exorcism because she's another one who has her own thing that is coming to the table that Nathan does not realize is there. And when it crops up is just unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think Nathan said that's, that was one of the moments that like surprised him the most, uh, that realtor. <laughs> Which uh, the story yeah. behind that was that the woman, there was a woman who was a realtor who was struggling with her business. And so what he was going to do was have her sell like authentically ghost proof. Like uh, this house is not haunted. And she was going to sort of stand by that. And they brought in sort of like uh, like mediums to sort of tell. But then uh, there was a house with ghosts and then they had to do an exorcism. Yeah, and the realtor had her own experience with ghosts and he didn't know that. And when that finally came out, uh, and she starts talking about a story that happened to her in Switzerland and everything. Nathan just can't handle it. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, There's some really funny stuff. Now, uh, I, I don't want to give away uh, like all of the, you know, uh, blow by blow from uh, the episode from last night. But, you know, Nathan is going to uh, try to uh, help this young man that he finds by becoming a hero and sort of like uh, using this person's identity. But then the episode sort of ends with Nathan just sort of switching out from this guy and everything looks good. But 
And Tony, don't you think that guy that Nathan did those things to make him be a hero has a, a lot of headaches today? Yes, that's all Reddit is talking about today. There's a great subreddit, which is r slash Nathan for you, uh, where they've reached out to a lot of the people. For example, the bar uh, owner, the bar manager from the, uh, the, 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 you know, the smoking allowed episode. Uh, they had a little back and forth questions with her about how the show went and what her expectations were and how that played out. Uh, but they are, everyone is obsessed with finding Corey from last night because Corey's got some explaining to do uh, with not just his grandparents, but also maybe his girlfriend, maybe not uh, his family. Uh, they, they, that guy's got her. And, and I mean, this was the thing like there are some of the funniest parts of Nathan for you are when you see actual footage of news segments or morning shows mm-hmm. or things that the media has picked up his stories uh, and really just gone and taken the bait and really run with it. Last night, though, uh, it wasn't just the media. It was a couple individual people. And I got, we have to know, like we have to do a follow-up. I, I need, I yeah. Need Cause that know. guy really, he like did not have a problem. Like uh, he was not a, like a reluctant person. Like uh, when he, he was like ready to run with it. Yeah, he signed a he signed a hilarious release form that if you freeze frame, you can just see the some of the wording of that ends with very truly yours and it made me laugh a lot. And yeah, this guy just picked it up and ran with it. I mean, this is a real person. He's got a Facebook profile. Like he exists in the world and right now he's uh he's he's having a lot of people want to know more about. It. Probably not cool beans today. <laughs> Probably not cool beans today, although maybe maybe, maybe is. this is yeah. I mean, when you sign up for a TV show, maybe this famous. is what you're looking for. So, <laughs> More famous. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe. Uh, now, Antonio, uh, I know you and I are both fans of the TV show Review. To you, does Nathan for you, h- how does that compare to, uh, to Review? Well, I think, it's a, I think it's a fair question since both are the sort of cinema verite style comedy central shows. Uh, and it's really hard to, to kind of see how all the, you know, they're shot in a very similar kind of real style. I think it's uh, clear that that review is is a lot more fictional. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, Andy Daly is a well known sort of character improviser, a long form character improviser, and this is sort of his longest form character that he's playing uh, in Forrest McNeil on Review. Um, and I think that both shows kind of similarly uh, get to the cringe kind of parts of humor very quickly sometimes, uh, and take jokes beyond I think what people are comfortable with a lot of the time, uh, and to sort of absurdist existence but the, the the thing is like it's real on nathan for you like these are real people and these are real things that are happening and i think that gives the show this sort of i don't know like uh just kind of a bizarre humanity like they're just to think about the fact that these are real people out there some of whom totally reject a lot of the time what he's going for and i think that's when you see an episode that has multiple ideas in it when one just doesn't really blossom into something big some of whom are totally all about it and it leads to a much different or weirder kind of place. So uh, both I think are very cringeworthy. Both are presented in sort of a documentary style, but thankfully review is fictional. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, review is kind of like the fictional version of Nathan for you. It's like, it's what people think Nathan for you is when they first watch Nathan for you because they can't believe it's real, but review is actually that, that version, (laughs) but also very funny in its own way. Now, could the success of the show ultimately kill the show? We touched on this a little bit, but you know, it does feel like that uh, we're getting closer and closer to a tipping point. If we haven't already passed it with the popularity of Nathan for you, could this show ultimately just be done in by it becoming too popular? Antonio. Yeah. The co-creator of Nathan for you actually, um, who has worked on a lot of other shows, 
he thought that they were done after season one. He thought, well, there's no way we can continue the show because people are going to be onto it. And he's like, yeah, you're going to know about it. People who watch Comedy Central will know about it. But you'd be surprised that beyond that, people don't really know who Nathan Fielder is or what this show is. And so they're finding it still fairly easy uh, to really kind of play out here. I mean, the ratings for this show, not great. Uh, By Comedy Central standards, I think they're fine. But you're talking about really only about 450,000 to 500,000 people watching this on a week-to-week basis. Certainly more probably watching it, you know, binging or on Hulu. But I think the world's a pretty big place. And the show doesn't have that big of a budget. But if they were to ever take the show on the road, take it to Europe, take it to other places, I think they could find a really endless supply. Uh, A season in Europe? (laughs) I I don't think the show has the budget for it, but maybe they could do it. Who knows? Wow. Wild. Yeah, I I think the biggest danger for them is the people they get in contact with, kind of like Googling the show, because I'm sure there are plenty of people, especially the people they're looking for, that have no idea what this show is. Um, but as far as I'm aware, they don't usually say the name of the show. They're usually very vague about it. Um, they'll say like, oh, this is like an MTV production because MTV owns Comedy Central. So they can technically say that or something like they keep it very vague. And I'm sure there are plenty of people. There's another show that that I think is hilarious called Impractical Jokers. And they've been going for four seasons and they do like kind of prank stuff in, in New York and all over the place. And they, I mean, they're pretty popular for what they're, for what they do. And they still find lots of success, so I don't think I don't think they'll have trouble moving forward. To be honest, I don't think it'll, they'll ever really have trouble moving okay. forward. If you've uh, listened to this and you don't know where to check out Nathan for you, of course it's on Comedy Central. And what I found in terms of binging the show, the Comedy Central website or the Comedy Central app were both great. You have to have a cable provider, but once you put in your information from your you know to sort of verify that you do have cable, it's very easy to watch all those episodes uh, and stream them all couldn't get them on Hulu or anything like that. Or maybe they might've had just uh, some season one episodes, but uh, is that what they had Antonio? Hulu's got them all except for they're about two weeks behind on the postings. So, and I think that's in in service of comedy central's paywall. So if you subscribe to Hulu plus um, you can get every season of Nathan for you, including uh, up through episode six right now of the current season. And I would actually recommend that because even with Hulu Plus, there are far less commercials than on the Comedy Central website. Yeah, I didn't find it to be that bad. Okay, well, Hulu's even okay. better. Okay, so pretty, all good stuff uh, to check out on uh, Nathan for you. Okay, so uh, also, we talked about South Park last week and the uh, the big 19th season, uh, which came to a head. Uh, Antonio, did you have a chance to watch the season finale? I did watch the finale. What did you think? Did it deliver to the expectations? It did, although uh, I think that they must be wanting to continue this story a little bit into... Uh, the next season. I think one of the best things about South Park's this South Park's kind of let's make a lot of connected episodes this season is I think they found a lot of connective tissue between the issues they wanted to talk about. So whether they wanted to talk about ads or guns or uh, PC language or gentrification or whatever. Yes, I think they I think they found a good way to connect all of them. Um, I I watched it because of watching this season. I went back and watched the previous season where they did a little of it. And it was really not as good last season uh, that it felt more jammed together. So I have a feeling in, I think the episode from this week, the finale leaves us there. I think we're going to get a lot more stories that continue on from this, from this kind of thing. So it didn't feel like an end. It felt like a midpoint more than anything. I don't know. Did you watch it? What about you? Yeah, I watched it and uh, I definitely, uh, you know, I enjoyed it the whole time that it was on. I did find a, 
I, I did have a hard time sort of tracking the overall story because I'm not even sure it makes sense. Like it's ongoing, <laughs> but just in terms of like the plot, it's almost like kind of like following the plot of a season of 24. It's sort of like you kind of <laughs> know who the players are, but it's like, okay, wait, wait, who is this person working with? And you know, who is like, uh, you know, sort of like Jack Bauer is sort of like at the center, but all the other people are around. Are they really working with him? Are they good guys? Were they bad guys at the start of the season? So I did find it to be a little, a little tough to uh, wrap my head around. And while I felt like a lot of the gags were funny, I'm not sure if I took away any specific, like uh, how I was supposed to, what the, whatever the message was, Antonio. Yeah. And I, and I, I agree with that. I don't know that there was a full takeaway. Cause I, I'm, like I said, I don't think that they're ultimately done with this. And the weird thing, like the whole foods kind of being sentient and floating away. I just, I don't know that that was the best kind of, uh, Oh, here's the moral of the story point. Like, maybe we expected from all this. So I don't, I, I don't think they're done. I think it will be interesting to see where the beginning of next season picks up. If it's connected to this in any way, uh, I got this d- distinct impression that it would. Cause I feel like that probably South park at its best, like comes away with an individual episode that has sort of like a moral or a message. But I just felt like the overall season, while it was an ongoing story and it was like a lot of things were intertwined. I didn't feel like that. There ultimately was a, a big takeaway from the season. Yeah, I think that's true. Taryn, did you watch any of this season? What do you think? Yeah, I, I loved this season. Um, I feel like, I feel like it's, it struck the, the right balance between keeping everything, um, you know, in one uh, consecutive story uh, while having individual episodes focused on things like the shootings and, and stuff like that on Whole Foods. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, I think I think hopefully they're just going to keep refining it and get better, getting better and better. It's funny that you mentioned 24, Rob, because uh, 24, I believe, was infamous, infamously known for writing its story as they went along. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't surprise me if South Park did the same thing because that's what they used to do. So it, would be, it wouldn't surprise me that that's uh, kind of why there was a similarity there. But yeah, hopefully they just keep getting better and better with that because this season has been has been really, really good. All right, so we've... There was... The last two weeks on the show, we've talked about two Comedy Central shows in a row. We talked about South Park last week and then Nathan for you this week. Uh, Antonio, is there a third great Comedy Central show that we should be watching? I don't know. Do you have an idea, Rob? I mean, is there one that's on your radar? I, uh, I mean, I love Review uh, and I'm a big fan, you know, and we talked about... Um, what's going on? Did you have something particular in mind? No, I'm sorry. What, what about broad? What about Broad City? Taryn, Taryn is shrugging. <laughs> <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people talk about Broad City, and I know Hillary Clinton made the news today talking about how she's going to be on the show. I know Mike Bloom is a huge fan of Broad City. I have not watched much Broad City, so I'm going to give that a shot for sure. I don't know, um, you know, I, and Kean Peel is done. I was a big fan of Kean Peel as well. Uh, so that's it's too bad that that one's gone, but. I think that Broad City may be one that uh, is worth checking out if you haven't checked that one out. Yeah, I, I heard great things about it. I watched probably four episodes. Um, it just never caught my attention. Okay. All right. What's our Nathan for you hashtag for this episode? Taryn, do you have a suggestion? Uh, um, say it again. <laughs> the, the hashtag. What do we have a hashtag? A Nathan no, for you based hashtag. No, hashtag say it again. <laughs> say it again. That's good. I got it. You have a Nathan for you based hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> no, great. Yeah, I like that. And, and do we like Rob? I have one final question yes. for you. I did, we didn't get into this. What are the chances? Let's just say percent of a, out of a hundred that the Donald Trump campaign is re- being run by Nathan. Wow. <laughs> boy, that would be percent something. Five percent. Uh, boy, well, the season four would be would be huge. This would be huge. Um, hmm. <laughs> 
And then then what is the big reveal? When, when would he reveal this? I I think at the Republican convention, when we've got a, when it got it down to where they're trying to broker the convention because there isn't a runaway candidate because Trump has become popular through drawing attention through various stunts, Mm -hmm. uh, which when you look at each individual stunt, you're like, why would anyone do that? Uh, but when you think that Nathan might be behind it all, it starts to make a lot yeah. more sense. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the reveal Nathan would want the reveal to be once he's elected president, right? <laughs> right, I mean, right. That's, yeah. that's a good point, Aaron. <laughs> well, maybe season four should be Nathan should run for president. Maybe that should be the you know in that that would be a great season four arc. You could yeah, I could look at the things Trump's doing. Although he's Canadian, he's I don't know if he could be the president. Oh yeah. He might be behind the the candidate D's nuts, which was popular. I know we've <laughs> talked about on various podcasts. You know, that's the thing where you know all of these news that we talk about, and of course, you know, in doing a show like we do on uh, on Robert's podcast uh, with uh, News AF, where we talk about sort of like all sorts of the wacky news. It's like almost every story that's sort of like oh, this is weird. Like, is this uh, Nathan for you? Is this a Nathan Fielder story? There, there's a solid chance that you know one in. 50 or one in 25 or one in a hundred is Nathan Fielder. Like that, this is a thing that happens now in the world where when something happens, people are going to start suspecting people in the know, at least they're going to start suspecting. Is this Nathan Fielder? So there we go. Say it again, Taryn. <laughs> All right. Beyond just like his performance in the show, the, the fact that he has in each of his seasons been able to do something that's been, that's gone viral and been on news cycles. Like he, he, his subversion of expectations is just amazing and i think that's really the core of why the show is so good and his performance in the show is just kind of you know uh <laughs> icing on top it's <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's, worth checking out yeah yeah is the movement book still on amazon antonio i think so i mean i don't know uh i'm gonna look it up right now and see where maybe i'll put it on my wish list uh, for christmas here and um, let's yeah. let's not forget to plug um, Summit Ice. His, oh yeah, uh, his Summit club. Ice as well. Yes, how's that doing? Never, never forget. <laughs> that was very funny. We do have also, to bring some attention uh, with setting with setting up <laughs> in the sporting goods store uh, the uh, the whole like uh, Holocaust memorial uh, to <laughs> remind people. Yeah, exactly. And that I there he has been tweeting celebrities who have started purchasing the kind of the the jackets. So. That is that you can buy the what you can buy those as well. Yeah, the movement is on Amazon. Uh, yeah. Still seems to be doing very well. Highly recommend you check out the customer reviews of the book. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so most of them are kayfabe. Most of them are you know people being joking about it, but uh, a lot of them are really really fun. Okay, four and a half stars. <laughs> Good stuff. How much is it? How much is the movement? Oh, it's so, it's so cheap. Ten forty three for the paperback. Nine ninety nine for the Kindle. Wow. And, and you actually get it? It's like uh, it's for real. It is for real. And Nathan Filter has tweeted certain sections of the book. That are truly hilarious. And I, I think even if you just want to read the book and just laugh at it, it's probably got a lot of value. For yeah. That. All right. So uh, lots of fun getting to talk about uh, Nathan for you. Antonio, uh, so are we locked in yet for next week's show? Uh, no, I don't think we are locked in. So I think if uh, Nathan, Nathan for you is kind of something we kicked around during the week uh, and people have suggested. So if you have any suggestions, please tweet them our way. Um, you can tweet at Armstrong Taren uh, and let Taren know what you thought of Taryn on this episode, but you can tweet Rob and I the ideas at AC Mazzaro, two Z's, one R for me. And Rob, you're at Rob Sestrini. That's right. Is that right? That's right. Oh, I got, uh, yeah. well, I've got uh, one R in my first name, uh, one R in my last name, two N's also. Okay. So it's N I N N, or it's just N I N N O. Is that, <laughs> that what it is? Or three. No? That would be three. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm terrible at math. I Did apologize. you get good grades, Rob? 
in business? <laughs> uh, no, not really. Not really. Uh, anyway, so uh, good stuff today. Uh, of course, uh, we're going to circle back with Josh and uh, talk about what we're going to do for uh, next week's show. Lots of stuff going on. So much more going on on post-show recaps, uh, including uh, I was uh, lucky enough to be on a roundtable with Josh and Antonio and AJ Mass talking about some ideas coming out of The Leftover Season 2 going into The Leftover Season 3. That was a lot of fun. Also, Rich Tackenberg and I will be recapping this weekend's SNL with Thor. Thor, yes. Chris Hemsworth, right? Not Noah Syndergaard. Not Noah Syndergaard, yeah. yeah. And who is the musical guest? Chance the Rapper. Yes. So that'll be very interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how that plays out. I'm a fan of Chance the Rapper, so let's see how that Lots goes. of great stuff going on at postshowrecaps.com. You can subscribe to the podcast. Go to postshowrecaps.com slash iTunes. Have a good one. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye.